It's no accident that many of the special moments in life that we experience happen over a meal or around a dinner table. Uh, Across most or perhaps all cultures, when a, a couple go out for a date or family and friends catch up or people gather for a special occasion, it almost always involves some kind of food and drink, right? And, and this is not just for practical purposes, because we're hungry and thirsty, but because hospitality provides a special context for human connection. We know that, right? We've all experienced it. There is something magical that can happen when we share a meal together, especially when the food is good, right? <laughs> I don't uh, usually have a very good memory for for details in the past, but I do tend to remember meals I've shared with people. I remember the food we ate and what it tasted like. I remember the conversation. I remember the the whole experience, the the feeling of, of, of that experience, sharing that meal with those people. Six years ago, I travelled to India for a very short time and uh, I, I still have some vague memories of the places I visited, but what really stands out in my mind is the incredible hospitality that I experienced there. I mean, it's next level in India, the hospitality. Unbelievable. This moment with Abraham in our first reading today helps us to understand why hospitality can leave such a lasting impression on us. We hear how Abraham, he saw these three men approaching his tent and it seems like these men were actually a a revelation, they were the appearance of God, but we're not sure if Abraham realised that at the time. But nonetheless, he, he sees them coming and so he runs out to them and he insists that he offer them hospitality, he almost begs them, right? And they gratefully accept. And so he asks his wife, Sarah, to make some bread, prepare the milk and the cream, kill the calf, and together they blessed these travellers with their hospitality. And here's the point. It was in the midst of the hospitality that the miracle happened. Right? Did you hear it? When they were around the table together, when they were breaking bread, one of these men promised Sarah, who'd been barren her whole life, that by the time they returned next year, she would have a son. One important lesson we take from this experience of Abraham and Sarah is that there is a spiritual power in hospitality. See, breaking bread together not only uh, uh, enables human connection, but also connection with God. Our hospitality, especially when it comes from the right heart, it it creates an environment for God to show up. The the writer of the letter to the Hebrews in the New Testament, he picks up on this, uh, this moment with Abraham and Sarah in the Old Testament and he says, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers because you might actually be entertaining angels, be entertaining God without realizing it. So yes, hospitality, it does require something from us. It requires us to give. But at a spiritual level, this giving also opens us up to a deeper receiving. Whether we realise it or not, God is in it. And I think this is the reason why hospitality is so special, so important, so memorable to us. This week we celebrated the feast of our patron, St. Benedict, and on Monday, I was uh, talking 
A little bit about the rule that he established uh, for monastic communities. That was his big contribution to the church. 1,500 years later, it's still being used, right? And, and one of the, the things that he emphasised strongly in that rule was the importance of being hospitable. He, he said, welcome people regardless of who they are as if they are Christ. His point is that Christ um, comes to us in every guest we receive. Every different person brings Christ to us in a unique way. St. Benedict knew how through hospitality we welcome the presence and the power of God into our lives. And this is why we emphasise hospitality so much here in our parish. I hope you've realised that. (laughs) Because God shows up through it. I want to encourage you as we celebrate this gift of hospitality today to, to think about how you can be a bit more like Abraham and Sarah, how you can develop this uh, culture of generous hospitality in your own homes. Maybe you can aim every one to two months to, to have someone different around to your home, maybe different parishioners that you don't quite know so well, You're some neighbours, some other people, particularly needy people. Invite them over for a meal. Make hospitality part of the rhythm of your home. This is one very practical way that we can become the domestic church, that we can become, uh, we can be church in our own homes by, by reaching out and breaking bread together with others. So our first reading today highlights the, the power, the significance of hospitality. The gospel also talks about hospitality, but helps us to recognise what, it, what it's actually ultimately all about. And I'll give you a clue. It's not just about food and drink. I'm sure most of us are familiar with this story of Martha and Mary. Now, this is not Mary, the mother of Jesus. This is another Mary, right? And uh, they're two sisters, and they receive this visit from their friend Jesus. Now, wouldn't that be nice? You get a knock on the door, it's like, Jesus, oh, come in. Anyway, they're lucky enough to get a visit from Jesus. And as soon as he arrives, Martha gets busy, right? She's like, <gasps> panic mode. <laughs> she's running around, she's picking up the clothes off the ground and giving the bathroom a clean and lighting those nice smelling candles. And she runs into the kitchen, she prepares food and drink. On the surface, it seems like she's the only one doing hospitality. And that's what she thinks too, right? Oh, why is it just me? Anyone ever had that thought at home? I'm always doing it. It's always me. But I want to propose uh, to you today that these sisters are actually both doing hospitality. They're just being hospitable towards Jesus in different ways. Martha is doing the practical hospitality, which is good and important, but Mary is doing the hospitality of the heart. Mary seemed to understand that what these guests most deserved was the hospitality of her presence, of her attention, of her friendship. Mary helps us to realise that the hospitality of food and drink is really just the entree to the hospitality of the heart, which is the main course, right? This is what hospitality is ultimately all about, being physically and emotionally present to another, letting go of the barriers that that separate us, that divide us. Hospitality is about creating a space for the giving and receiving of care and compassion and friendship. 
This is the kind of hospitality where God really shows up, right? This is where miracles happen. And of course, you don't need food and drink for this kind of hospitality. You can do it anywhere. I mean, bumping into a friend in the street or at the supermarket checkout or, or sitting next to a stranger on the plane, you can offer this hospitality of the heart. There's one more important point I want to make about this hospitality of the heart, and, and we, again, we pick it up from our gospel today, and that is that it, it's not always easy. It's much easier to run around and prepare food and drinks than giving the hospitality of our hearts. Being available and present to another person, it requires us to be vulnerable. It, it means we need to let down our walls. We need to kind of expose ourselves a bit. And sometimes that can be challenging. It can feel uncomfortable. It can feel scary. And maybe this is why Martha was keeping so busy. Maybe she didn't feel comfortable really giving herself to her guest. Maybe being busy was her way of kind of hiding or protecting her heart. Sometimes we prefer just to sort of talk about um, sport or politics or the weather, right? <laughs> it's harder to sort of expose ourselves and, and, and to really be hospitable with our hearts. This brings us to the other important lesson that we learn from Mary today. If we want to have hospitable hearts, we first need to spend regular time receiving the hospitality of Jesus. See, Christianity, our faith, is really a story of hospitality. Christ comes among us and through his teaching and through his cross and through his resurrection and through the sending of his spirit, he offers us the hospitality of God, the hospitality of perfect love. And when we receive that hospitality, it, it heals us and it changes us and, and it gives us a new desire, it gives us a new capacity to be hospitable towards others. Our job is to be more like Mary, to, to regularly partake in this hospitality that Jesus is offering us. We need to stop regularly, like Mary, and just allow Jesus to be present to us, to love us, to, to speak to our hearts. It's unbelievable, but it's true, that we can receive the hospitality of God whenever we want it. We just need to stop. Stop from all our busyness and, and, and allow ourselves to receive it. And, and by the way, this is what we call prayer, right? Stopping for a moment, even for a minute, to just bask in the hospitality of God. Jesus said to Martha, you know, all of your work and all your effort is good, but Mary has chosen the better part. This is what will make you truly hospitable. Not, not all your hard work, not getting everything perfect, but allowing the hospitality of God into your heart. That's what will expand you and change you and give you a hospitable heart towards others. Now, I joked earlier about how nice it would be if Jesus came and knocked on our door, right? But the truth is, my friends, that he does right now. He comes to visit us in every Eucharist. He comes to offer us the hospitality of heaven. That's what the Eucharist is. This is not just some kind of symbolic thing we do to, you know, remember what Jesus... This is, 
This is the hospitality of heaven made present for us. The death and the resurrection made present. The power of God, the hospitality of God, the perfect love of God is made present to us here. The food that restores us and makes us people of true hospitality is given to us today. As I was saying at the start of Mass, if we want this hospitality to really impact us, we need to be conscious of our hunger for it. We appreciate food so much more when we're hungry, don't we? So I want to encourage you, when you come forward today and any day to this heavenly banquet, to, to get in touch and, and, and bring your, your hunger with you, your deepest hunger, bring it with you. Come, come with hungry hands. You know, sometimes people come up and say, <laughs> come with hands that are hungry. Say, God, I need you. I'm starving for you. And when you say amen, say amen, yes, amen, I need you. You are the body of Christ. You are my life. You are the love that I need. Yes, amen to your hospitality. And when you receive the Eucharist and when you go back to your your pew, your seat, try not to get busy in your mind like Martha, right? Oh, what have I got to do next? I've got to cook for lunch, prepare, you know, um, got this and... Oh, who's here at Mass today? Oh, I've noticed she's not missing. She's missing. Oh, she didn't kneel correctly. You know, all the things that we think about, right? Try not to get busy in your mind, but be more like Mary as you sit there with the presence, the hospitality of heaven in you. Allow yourself to soak in the presence and the life and the love that Jesus wants to give you.